know the vibes. We are back with another episode. The Hoop Genius Podcast live and directs myself, Mo Mootsy, alongside the legend that is BJ Armstrong. BJ, what a night around the NBA. I don't even know where to begin. So I'm going to throw it over to you. Yes. Yes. I'm going to throw it to you. There were so many performances last night. Where are we starting? Because we're just going to go around the league. Where are we we going to start? Let's start at the top. Joel, how about this, Mo? Mm. MVP. (laughs) Joel, (laughs) MVP. MVP. Okay? The big fella now, it's official, Mo. He's in the conversation. 50 piece. Mm. 50 points in 27 minutes. But while mm. we're doing this, say that again, Mo. In how many minutes? Fifty points in twenty-seven minutes. That's Giannis type numbers. You know what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? There? Joel Embiid, seventeen of twenty-three from the field, only took three, four, three points as well. He came out. He scored the first twenty points. The rest of the team didn't score. I'm looking around a certain man on that team who maybe are making more bread than Joel Embiid. They contribute in the same way, though. And see why they're on the trade block. Also, while we're talking about this game, let's talk about Mo Bamba. The big man for the Orlando Magic dropped 32. He was 12 of 15 from the field. 7 of 8 from behind the arc. This is the evolution of the game. we got a 7 foot 3 guy coming off pin downs, knocking down threes. (laughs) You know, I, I tipped him to be one of the most improved. He hasn't shown that all throughout the season, but you're seeing flashes. You're seeing flashes of it, uh, but Joel Embiid, 50 points. Let's, this goes back to what I was saying the other day. Let's get this man some okay. help. We can't waste this prime Joel Embiid. We can't waste it. He's, he's doing too much right now. He's too good right now. He's too unstoppable right now. And also, we have to say, look how good he looks when he doesn't have to stand around shooting from the perimeter to accommodate for guys on his team that can't shoot. He's really getting busy on the inside, and I love to see it. Well, you know, Mo. The one thing I love about players, Mo, is the following. Is when they get uncomfortable, I love to see how they react. What's the response? And how they are going to not just talk about what needs to be done, but what they're going to do. You know, Mo, a lot of people aren't comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Joel, Unbe- Joel Embiid has been placed in a very uncomfortable situation by Ben Simmons not even showing up. However, he has embraced this challenge. Joel Embiid could say a lot of things. Oh, if he doesn't want to be here, I can leave. I need help. This isn't the right team. No, JoJo said, you know what? I got this. Mm. This is the air. This is the aircraft carrier. <laughs> this is the 747. <laughs> and he's, he's saying, Philly, get on my back. I got this. I respect it. I respect the big fella Philly. because he's showing up and being a pro. You know, one thing, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a big boxing fan, Mo. And the one thing about boxing I always respect is, you know, the, the fight never starts until someone, so, till you get hit. 
mm-hmm. know, when you're doing the bag work, you're doing the mitt work, all that looks good. That's a nice dress rehearsal. Mm-hmm. But when someone else hits you, Mo, then that's when I find out who's who. Now, Joel Embiid has faced this adversity, taken this punch, picked himself up, and he's thriving under duress. Much respect. I got nothing else to say. Clearly, he is the one. Now it's time to say, okay, we know what we can do. Now, Mo, I've been saying this for a while, and I said it to you about a month ago. And I don't want to spoil it because we got a special guest coming on. Mm. But Mo, I'm going to hold true to my guns with you. I think there's only one trade for Ben Simmons. <laughs> and that's James Harden. And I'm going to leave it there. Mm. Well, speaking, the only, it's the only one I see. Speaking of James Harden, the Brooklyn Nets took the win with Kyrie Irving putting up 30 points mm. on the road in mm. Washington. I want to say shout out to Kyle Kuzma, who played some fantastic defense and stretches on James Harden. Um, but Kyrie got it done 30 points. Lamarcus Aldridge turning back the hands of time, 27 off the bench. But you know, we oh, talk- yeah. We, we talked about the Atlanta Hawks using that win against Milwaukee on MLK Day as a spark plug to turn their season around. They came up with a win. Trey Young had 37 with 14 assists to go with it. John Collins had a double-double. DeAndre Hunter returning to the lineup recently. He had 22 points. The Minnesota Timberwolves have been, been exciting to watch recently. DeAndre Russell had 31. Collins Towns double-double. Anthony Edwards, 20 points. I'm just loving the place the league's in right now. Every single matchup we're looking at from last night, there are storylines. There are, you know, exciting things, exciting players, great matchups. Um, unfortunately, we didn't see the game in Boston, so we're going to skip right past that one. Yeah. Gonna... Oh, we saw that. We saw that. We saw that game. <laughs> Mo, we saw that game. <laughs> we saw that game, Mo. We saw that. You just skipped right by Atlanta. Mo, you know, the city of Atlanta, I think, won that game. You know, Ant-Man is from Georgia. He's from Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And that was a tough, that's a tough on a back-to-back for a young team. You know, give, give, give the Hawks credit. Now, let's go to the Celtics. Mo, I can't hear you. I can't hear you, Mo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Mo, so, let me read some stats. Mo, let me read some stats for you. Let me read me. some stats. Hit me. Dennis Schroeder. 24 points, seven rebounds, five assists, three steals in 36 minutes. Jalen Brown, 21.6 rebounds, six assists, two steals. Jason Tatum, 12 points, six rebounds, three assists. Five and 19 from the field. The floor is yours. You know, over here in the UK, we have, a, we have a saying that was said by a Premier League manager, the great Jose Mourinho. And he says, I prefer not to speak because if I speak, I get in big, big trouble. Ooh. So I'm going to save my thoughts. Okay. Because 5-19, zero from seven from behind the arc. Ooh. You know, all players go through shooting slumps and bad stretches. But I don't think this is that because it's one night he can drop 30, lead the team to a dub. And the other night he just doesn't show up. But I want to give credit where it's due. Terry Rozier 
28 on his return to the Boston Garden. LaMelo Ball, triple-double. You know, the only only good part about this is Gordon Hayward struggled too with only five points. But, you know, the Celtics took the loss. It is what it is. They stay down there in the playing games. It is what it is. It is what it is. It, if, I, <laughs> if I think about it too long, I'll get mad. So I'm just going to keep keep it breezy and keep it moving. The Miami okay. Heat picked up another win as they continue to find their form. Bam Adebayo, 20 points in a double-double. You know, Jimmy Butler got ejected. What did you make of that? Screaming at the referees, not once, but twice. Yeah, it was very unusual. You know, couldn't really see what was going on when he wasn't in, you know, in the picture. So obviously there was something that was going on where Jimmy felt that there wasn't, he wasn't getting a fair whistle and he voiced his opinion. And, you know, you know, it wasn't funny when that happens to you and it's happened to all of us, but it was really funny that the other referee threw him out. That wasn't even yeah. who he called, who <laughs> called the initial technical. So I thought that was funny. And Jimmy's reaction was, wait a minute, I wasn't even talking to you. So yeah. that was great. I think, I think Jimmy was like, okay, he could throw me out, but you can't. So, but, you know, nonetheless, Bam is back. I know I've been saying, I've been sending out the warnings for the Eastern Commerce playoffs because that's the team there that I don't think anybody wants to face. Because being in the Eastern Conference, what did you make of your Windy City Chicago Bulls taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers and coming up with the W. Nice win. Nice win for the Bulls. Bulls have been struggling as of late against good teams. And, you know, I think Caruso matters to this team, especially on the defensive end. He may not score. He may not put up, you know, amazing statistical offensive numbers every night. However, his defense and energy is contagious. And if there's one you know, thinking about the Chicago Bulls that you see they desperately need to do is be a consistent defensive team. They can score, especially when they're all healthy. DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. And I think Alex Caruso coming back, allowing them to have another flexible defender, a guy who can guard inside, outside, screen roll, I think gives them gives them confidence, especially on the defensive end. Nice win against the Cleveland Cavaliers. As you know, Mo, I talk often about how I like Cleveland, and I thought that was a very nice win for your <laughs> Chicago Bulls. And a shout out to that boy, Ayo. Ayo. That's a nice find for the for the Chicago Bulls in the backcourt. You know, yes, yes. Dosunmu coming off. Well, he started last night, but, you know, when they get their rotation fully healthy, he can come off the bench in that backcourt with Kobe White. I think that's not a bad back backup backcourt to have, but here's one for you, because the timeline was a light yesterday, reacting to Stephen A. Smith and his take of Jamaran over Giannis Antetokounmpo. And I think Giannis must have heard this because 33 points, 15 rebounds, seven assists, two steals and a block in just 31 minutes of action. Mo, he don't make playing. me go there. He don't make me playing. go there, Mo. Mo as, don't make me go there. Listen, I love Jamaran as much as anyone, but let's put some respect on the reigning finals MVP, the two-time league MVP, the defensive player of the year, the Greek freak, the Nigerian nightmare, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Let's put some respect on it because these guys, yeah. Stephen A and, and whoever, they don't respect him. They don't give him... The, I've never seen a finals MVP being disrespected in the way that Giannis is. And well, I'm glad you know. he reminded them. 
you know, Mo, you know, you and I had a great discussion yesterday about the basketball business and the business of basketball. The business of basketball needs rivalries. The business of basketball, the business of sports needs a yin and a yang. We need adversaries. We need, you know, me versus you. Truth be told, Mo, right now, there is no adversary for the G unit. The only way you can stop him is a team. This guy deserves the same treatment that another guy had, which was called the Jordan Ruse. Now, I, I, I would disagree, though, slightly. In okay, terms go of, ahead. Let's talk about it. In terms of adversary, because we all know the, the little rivalry between James Harden and Yanis and Brooklyn Nets in general. Okay, what's the rivalry? Giannis. He's a champion. What's 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 they be, they be going at each other? They be they be talking about each other. Okay, that's saying, that's Twitter. And then, we talking about in between the lines, Mo. Mo and let's stay in between okay, the lines. Okay, okay, okay. And then you have the Miami Heat and the Milwaukee Bucks, considering that they okay. dumped the Bucks out of the playoffs year after year, and then okay. the Bucks took them out on the way to the championship last year. Um, you know, that's like if if you're trying to build up a rivalry for Yanis. I'm not looking at the Western Conference, a 22-year-old kid that's going to play Yanis twice in the year. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you're trying to create a narrative Mo, this and a storyline... This league was built on that. You know who those guys were? There was a young kid named Irving Magic yeah. Johnson in the yeah. West. And, and there was another kid named Larry Joe Bird in the East. And, and they met and in the, the finals league, year after year. Yeah, the, Are you telling me it's going to okay. be the Bucks Grizzlies finals every year for the next five years? What I'm telling you is Giannis is going to be there. I don't know who else is going to be there. Exactly. But Giannis is going to be there. Yeah. So when they start <laughs> making rivalries and the other guy doesn't show up, that's my point, bro. It's not a, it's not a rivalry. It's just chit-chat. Now, it sounds good for TV. But as you get older, Mo, someday you'll learn to ignore things that you know. Mo, he shows up. I heard him say the other day about Miami Heat. And I thought it was funny. He said, uh, everybody knows that team was just built for the bubble. That's what I'm saying. Now, he ain't walking away from the smoke. So, mm -hmm. I, I look, I love, you know, I love me some John Morant. You know that, Mo. However, you're talking about Giannis right now. Giannis made another statement. Giannis makes statements when he plays against the best players in the league. Check his record, Mo, when he plays against Brooklyn, when he plays against the Lakers, when he plays against the Warriors. Oh, y'all said John Morant? This guy is a warrior, Mo. He's not resting on what he did yesterday, last year. Here's what's crazy, Mo. And then I'm going to turn, over, turn it over to you. He's better this year than last year. He's, oh, been, he's better. He's been better every year. Like, he could legitimately this, win the MVP this year and be, last it, year. It, and, it, and, every, like, and be defensive player of the year. And all of that. He could do what Akeem Olajuwon did. He could win. He could go. He could win MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Finals MVP. He could do it. He's he's Giannis. He's Giannis. Like, what are you gonna do? Like, 
that's what I'm saying, man. They need to put some respect on him because when when it was LeBron winning the Finals MVP, they didn't compare LeBron to no 22 year olds, no matter who was who was coming out and who was popping up. Do you know what I'm saying? There was a level of respect that LeBron had, and I just think overall, in general, not just Giannis but Jokic as well. We spoke about this before. Jokic as well don't get the respect. Giannis don't get respect. And here's why. This is the real reason. We talk about the business of basketball. You want to know the real reason why these guys don't get the respect from these talking heads on these American networks? Because there's no money in it for them. Because there's no money in it. Because ESPN doesn't broadcast the Greek second division. ESPN doesn't broadcast the Serbian men's league. So bigging up all of these players that are coming out of nowhere isn't doing anything for the network. When you have a network that shows March Madness, the Final Four, high school basketball, all these all these exhibition games for high school talents, that's where the money's coming from. That's why you need to have your stars coming through that system. That's why they're going to show Jama Rap more love coming from the American college system and American high school system and the AAU system. Then they're going to show to the European players. That's what it is. It's the business of basketball. That's what it is. And we're going to call it what it is because that's why these yeah. European guys are not I, I, getting the respect that they deserve because it's a bigger picture here. That's the way it is, and I, and and that's I, all I got to say I, about it. Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a that's a that's a small component of the business, but I think on a grander scale, Mo, the business demands something that's that I think every superstar player understands. There's winning. And then there's putting people in the seats. And, and then there's an entertainment factor that the great ones do. 95% of everything that the Jordan did, the Bird did, the Magic Johnson did is all fundamentals. But it's that one play, Mo, that captures your imagination and the fans' imagination. Mm-hmm. AI captured your imagination. There has to be a fun factor with this. Like when you watch Steph Curry, you can say what you want, whether you like Steph Curry or not. Steph Curry's fun to watch. <laughs> James Harden and those step backs, that's fun to watch. When someone gets dunked on, well, come on, you do like same thing. We go, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you look at the highlight. Someone gets crossed over. I mean, I love Lance Stevenson. Lance does something and you just go, Lots will make him dance. Yeah, you know what I mean? Jamal Crawford. There's something about seeing something, Mo, that brings a smile to our face. That's part of the entertainment value. Mo, people, this is professional sports. Yeah. Yes, you love Tim Duncan. You love the fundamental. But, Mo, it wasn't as fun to watch, let's say, Vince Carter. Okay, okay, but... But Yanis is fun to watch. Yanis jumped over a whole human being to dunk basketball. He dunks on everyone. He blocks everything. He is fun to watch. Jokic makes passes that you couldn't even see that are possible. He's also fun to watch. So I get it. I think for the pure basketball, the pure basketball fan, yes. The average fan who outnumbers you and I and the people who live it, breathe it, you know, they'll see a tall guy running around. You know, it's, it's the David versus Goliath. 
you know, we, we, we like Shaq, but come on. Everyone loves this. It's like Derrick Rose. Oh, you love that. John Moran. You love that. AI. You love that. Hey, Isaiah Thomas. Talking about was in ball. That's a, that's a, that's a feel good moment. It makes us all feel Steph Curry. We love him. Why? We can identify with the small guy, the guy overcoming all the obstacles, playing in a league where there's seven footers. What's the first thing they say about Shaq? Well, he should be good. He's seven two. Oh, Giannis, well, he's seven one. What did, what did James Harden say about Giannis? Well, yeah, like guy has no skill. Like this is what this is just the, the mentality of the player. Now, Jokic is a big, but you know, he's not like, you know, he's not like dunking on people. He had some crazy. Did you see the pass he had this evening? Mm-hmm. To for the game we'll, winner, we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about Jokic in a sec. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, this guy is, but I again, I I think he is appreciated. I think there aren't enough true basketball people, what I call the the basketball lifers, who really should be outlining this guy. Or highlighting him because he's a well, he's a phenomenal player and he had another great night this evening. You know, speaking of players coming from Europe, Luka Doncic had 41 points, 14 rebounds, seven assists, and a steal in the win. The Dallas Mavericks continue their hot run of form as they run up the Western Conference with what's like their tenth win in eleven games. They're getting Wait. it done. Love to see it. The Spurs took the win against the Thunder. The Rockets took the win against the Jazz, which was very surprising. There was, you know, obviously no Donovan Mitchell, but even still, Rudy Gobert was there, Bogdanovich, Conley, Ingles. They couldn't get it done. Interesting. Yes, yes. What's Danny going to do? What's Danny going to do? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. How patient is Danny going to be in Utah? That's the question. I don't think that you can be patient with that franchise because you've been on the brink for so long. You've got to get it cooking. But let's talk about Jokic now. 49, 14, 10, with three steals and a block. An underrated defender, may I add, in the overtime win against the Los Angeles Clippers. Now, it's always a nice rivalry, the Clippers and the Nuggets, going back to, you know, their little run-ins in the bubble. I love the storyline. But obviously, the Clippers aren't at full strength. The Nuggets aren't at full strength. And sometimes when you have two teams with with injuries and whatnot, then, uh, you know... It's nice to see them go head to head because it's kind of even. But Nikola Jokic with a special, special performance. And then you're talking about the game winning shot where they try and double him. And it goes back to what you say. When you're seven foot tall and they throw a double at you, you can still see the whole floor. So I respect it. MVP caliber performance again. Now, I was thinking about this. I want to see the all-star game. I want to see Jokic be the captain for the East, uh, the West, and Embiid be the captain for the East. Because you know when they do the TV show, where they do the draft, picking players, I think that would just be comedy gold. Embiid and Jokic, two of the funniest personalities in the NBA. That's what I want to see. I've had enough of seeing LeBron and KD picking teams. I don't want to see it again. I want to see Embiid and Jokic. Jokic, Yeah. That, that, that That would be funny. I mean... It's time to turn the lead back over back to the bigs. So I'm mm-hmm. with you on that one. I'm with you on that one. I mean, I just hope that Jamal Murray can get back and the Nuggets can get kind of healthy, just like we talked about 
you know, a year of Embiid's prime. This is the year of Jokic's prime. Um, and then we're going to talk about players who are kind of past their prime. Over okay. in your city right now, the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, we spoke yesterday Ooh. and we said the Indiana Pacers have checked out. They all know they're on a cha- trade block. They're not going to win this game. Then Karis LeVert drops 30. DeWanta Sabonis, who's in every trade room we're going right now, drops a triple-double. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon has 19. Meanwhile, over for the Lakers. LeBron has 30 and 12. Fair enough. On 22 shots, 50% from the field. Russell Westbrook, 14 points on 5 of 17 shooting. Anthony Davis still out with an injury. Trevor Ariza, zero points. Avery Bradley and Dwight Howard have five each. Melo dropped 14 off the bench. Talon Horton Tucker dropped 20 points and had seven assists off the bench, which is probably good for raising his trade value. But the Lakers still... Well, well, to be fair, it looked like they were going to win up until, you know, like seven minutes left in the fourth. And then they crumbled down the stretch. Frank Vogel saying, listen... You ain't firing me today. Puts Russell Westbrook on the bench for the last four minutes. And he said he went with the team in the lineup he thought would win him the game. So what were your thoughts on this? Well, up until the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter, I thought the Lakers were playing well. They, they seem to have had the game under control. They had a good lineup. You know, their guys coming off the bench in particular, Taylor Horton Tucker, Malik Monk, Carmelo Anthony all played well. I think all three of those guys, as you mentioned earlier, were in double figures. LeBron was being LeBron. And suddenly the wheels just fell off. I mean, everything was going well, especially in the first half. They come out, they have a nice, you know, a nice third quarter. And then in the fourth quarter, it's like they, you know, they just couldn't get the energy. They couldn't find the defensive team to get a stop. You know, they were running basically one play the entire fourth quarter, which was, you know, I happened to watch this game, was, you know, Karis Levert was incredible. They ran a one, I don't know, a two, five screen roll with him and Sabonis. And Domanis made every right play. Mm -hmm. And when he didn't get the ball, Karis made every shot. It was only fitting that this guy, I mean, he literally carried that team down the stretch. So the Lake, the Lakers played well. I, I thought the Lakers had this one in hand. Honestly, I thought the Lakers, I was like, I was kind of shocked. They were playing well. Everything was under control. LeBron had some incredible plays. He had a reverse alley-oop dunk. Got the, you know, what is it? Crypto center now going. Mm, the Crip. And, yeah, the Crip. And, but. However, give the Indiana Pacers credit. They really came back and they, they won this game. And I was in shock. I mean, there's nothing you really can say. I mean, when you get three guys scoring double figures, they did a really nice job. But like I said, they did everything except win that game. The Lakers losing is the only thing keeping me sane right now because if it was the Lakers winning and the Celtics losing, I don't know how to handle it. But we got to give one more shout out to our friend Jack. Because the Sacramento oh. Kings held an L. Now, over the years, I've heard a lot of a lot of rants from my friend over there with the Sacramento Kings. And one of the rants being about former Sacramento King Corey Joseph and his time with the franchise and how frustrated he was to watch. 
But then he moves over to the Detroit Pistons. The Pistons come into town, close the game on an 11 and 0 run, and Corey Joseph hits the game winning bucket in Sacramento. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know what? Can we give Jack a virtual hug? He needs a hug right now. I, I thought I was NFT. thinking of Jack. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking of Jack the whole time. I kept saying, Ooh, this is gonna be bad if if if, if Sacramento loses this game. All I kept I, thinking about is Jack. Jack, I, if you're listening, hey man, hey brother, it's it's, it's a tough business out here. It's and, tough. The Kings had six guys scoring in double digits, you know. King, but Kings played well. The Kings played well. They just played cold. Another game. Couple, last couple of minutes, they just went freezing cold. But, you know, the Kings talking about them, they've got a bunch of guys that could be or could maybe might be traded, etc., etc. So it's, it's, it must be difficult, you know, just to wrap up before we finish here. As a player, with a trade deadline coming up, and if your name is mentioned in rumors, do you think that has an impact Obviously, every player says it doesn't impact them and whatever. But do you think it has an impact on, you know, if you think you're about to be traded, do you, do you think it has an impact on how the players play for this team set they're currently with? Well, Mo, here, here's a little. I'm going to take you behind the curtain. When you first come into the league, Mo, you know, you're probably the best player in high school. You're probably, if not the best player in college, you're one of the best players. And then suddenly you get to the NBA, and all of a sudden it comes as a shock when they say, Hey, BJ, you may get traded. It's like, wait a minute, they don't want me. That's, that's something you haven't experienced yet in your young adult life. Now, when it first happened to me, I was kind of taken aback. And I remember I had a, had a vet come up to me, and I was kind of, I was like in a two or three game funk during the trade deadline. My name was coming up in trades. I was like, man, I'm doing everything I can. I thought I was doing a good job, but and I just couldn't understand the business of basketball. And I had a vet come up to me and he said the following. He said, young fella, when you stop hearing your names in trades, that means you're going to be out of the league. <laughs> I hear it. <laughs> he said, now, he said, when you stop hearing your name in trades and nobody wants you, you're going to be out of the league. Because he said the first and 15th is coming. Now do your job. And Mo, from that point on, when my name was in the trade, Mo, I always took it as a compliment because- No Mo, such thing as bad press. It, it, well, it's not bad press, but Mo, if no one wants you, you're going to be out of that league. And there's only so many jobs, Mo, in that league. Mm. So I always, when I heard my name in the trade, I figured I was doing something correct. And if I could just keep my name in, in the conversation and on people's minds, I feel good about that. When no one wanted me more, that's when I knew it was time to leave. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, boy, at one point, you know, it was like, man, I'd love to get you on the team. And all of a sudden at the end, I'm calling guys, they were like, yeah, let me get back to you. You know what I mean? <laughs> so all these young guys, when you hear your names in the trade, it's kind of how you want to look at it, you know? And I had a vet was kind enough to share that with me. And from that point forward, I was like, every year I was like, man, if I don't hear my name in the trade, that means I ain't doing something right. I'm not doing something right. You know what I mean? Because Mo, if they trade, if they trade me for somebody, that means I got a chance, Mo. And all I want is to do is a chance to make it 
but more importantly, man, like you said, Mo, you know, you, hey, it's a business and you understand the business and players are going to get traded. Listen, if you guys are listening to this and it's your first time listening, trade your other podcast for the Hoop Genius podcast because it's the best around. Yep, yep. DJ Armstrong dropping knowledge. We're here every day, Monday to Friday. You know how we do tomorrow. We have a very, very special guest, a former Ooh. executive of this Ooh. league. The man who drafted some of your favorite superstars coming to join us live on the show to talk all things trade deadline and give you guys an inside look into how trades go down in the NBA. But unlike the Boston Celtics, until next time, my good people, make sure you get buckets.